This is the Circle City News with Madison. And Mark, and I would like to take a quick shout out to our sponsor, Law Office of Mark Nicholson. He fights against the travesty of justice and he has made this podcast possible today. Today is Saturday, November the 6th. Take it away, Madison. I am your co-host, Madison. It's nice to be here with you, Mark. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Great, great. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. Uh, We're going to try to deliver these to you guys every Saturday around noon so we can get your weekend started off right. Um, We've got some light local news and some national news to touch on today, and we hope you enjoy the show. Awesome. So um, one of the things that I know I wanted to talk about um, was the Indiana State Revenue continues to beat estimates. So this is something that um, is very important given, you know, the pandemic and things like that, where people were worried, you know, about how much money states are going to have. Now, I didn't look to see what other states like Florida and all that kind of stuff, um, what, you know, they're bringing in. But with Indiana, um, it, the article I read um, on Indiana Business said the Indiana state budget there's a general fund revenues totaled nearly $1.4 billion last month, which was more than 11% higher than the April 2021 revenue forecast and nearly 15% higher than the same month last year. Um, so you know, Indiana, it sounds like, is doing very well when it comes to their, um, their budget. Uh, I hope that they don't waste that money, that they put it to good use uh, in the, um, um, to help people that need it instead of just, you know, blow it on things that are not needed. Maybe save it for a rainy day or a snowy day. Cause here in Indiana, we do have a lot of snow. And so maybe save it, save it for, for that. Um, also another thing on Indiana news is the Southern Indiana pride is hosting their first planning session for the 2022 festival. Now I didn't know that pride was in Southern Indiana. Um, and, do you know what pride is, uh, Madison? Uh, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, we have a big pride culture in Orlando, um, like kind of the epicenter of our state. So we've been enjoying the pride parade and the culture that brings for quite some time now. It's it's interesting to see that um, Southern Indiana is doing their first and I hope it's a good time. Hope everyone stays safe, um, you know, respects one another. And I hope that uh, pride can spread throughout the country and can become a constant in the whole state of Indiana as uh, as the pride parade kicks off there. So that's very exciting stuff. Yeah, it said that uh, after launching this in 2016, LGBTQ group uh, held the annual parade for four years in Jeffersonville. Uh, then the uh, pandemic hit, forcing them to kind of scrap the um, plan for the last two, two years in a row. But the um, Southern Pride founder, uh, Evan Stoner, um, wants to rebuild uh, this momentum. So hopefully maybe I can reach out to uh, Evan Stoner and uh, we can kind of interview him. That'd kind of be neat to talk to him about this Pride Festival. Yeah, definitely. I I think so. Another thing that is making the news here in Indiana is this uh, school administrator that has been all over the internet, you know, that went viral, as they like to say, about this critical race theory that he is, claims they're teaching in Indiana. 
Now my kids are in school in Indiana and I don't believe that they're teaching that. And if they were whatever, but I think the critical race theory is kind of being given a bad name because people have just don't like it. So they say, Oh, well, this is about teaching children and people that all the problems in the United States are in the world are because white people are racist. And that's not really what critical race theory is about. There may be people that have taken it and misused it. Just like people misuse the Bible, just like people misuse um, other types of books and saying that this means that when maybe it really doesn't, but uh, this person, uh, the school administrator, I believe his name is Tony Kennett, uh, posted this video saying, hey, they, they being the uh, IPS schools, Indianapolis public school system, has told us to lie to you because we're actually teaching critical race theory to your children and teaching them that all white people are bad and they're all racist and that all the problems in the world are because of white people. So don't believe the lies that we're not teaching it because we are, and we're just calling it something else. Obviously I'm not in school in, in, in the Indianapolis public school system. So I don't know the, the accuracy of what he's saying. I do kind of find it hard to believe that the school would teach children that one race of people are the problem for all the world's problems. I, I just don't know if that's true. I do know that when I was in school, we read um, books about Hitler, my um, Kampf, you know, Hitler's diary. We also uh, read, you know, books by Karl Marx when I was in school. It doesn't mean that the school was trying to socialize us. It doesn't mean that the school was trying to indoctrinate us by, you know, or turn us into Hitler's by making us read this. We also read Animal Farm, um, which was another yeah. book, you know, talking, you know, 1984, so I don't think just because you read those kind of books, that means that they're trying to indoctrinate you into that. So even if they were kind of teaching about critical race theory, depending on the way it was taught, of course, um, I don't know if that is actually a bad thing. I mean, think about history class, right? In history, you know, they teach about the Ku Klux Klan and, and racism and how there was slavery. Does that mean that they're trying to teach that, you know, black people are slaves? Well, there may be some white teachers that think so, but that's not really the purpose of teaching about the civil war and things like that. So, um, right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. To each their own there, but I think the spread of knowledge is more important than the warped message and political instigation of what a message could be. And I think if you're coming at it from trying to politicize knowledge or a concept in general is maybe you need to look at yourself a little bit, um, instead of blame, the critical race theory itself, maybe kind of look at how you're delivering the message and start there. That's a good way to, to kind of attack that kind of prejudice, I would say. Exactly, exactly. So I also want to, you know, you know, take a, a brief moment of silence or just some remembrance for Colin Powell, who um, died recently, but then his funeral was uh, last week. Uh, and he Secretary of State, he was former Joint uh, Chief of Staff Chairman. When I was in the military, he was the Joint Chief of Staff for the military at the time. He fought in uh, Vietnam. He criticized. He was criticized for his role in the. I mean, they could say basically covering up some of the My Lai um, incidents, but his career overall. I mean, everybody makes mistakes in their life and. 
I'm sure that may have been something he regretted. And also the, how they was used for the weapons of mass destruction for the invasion of Iraq. But overall, this man was uh, a leader, exemplar, um, exemplary service to, to this country. He was a ranger, uh, pathfinder, combat veteran. I mean, he, he just did a lot uh, for this country overall. And it's a, it's a shame that he, he passed up. I believe the result was COVID complications is, is what uh, uh, killed him. But he, it, it was lost to this country uh, to see him, uh, to see him go. Absolutely. God bless. And now we talked about the tragic incident last week with Alec Baldwin. But how many people know about the tragic incident on Harrison Ford? The Indiana Jones, uh, Indiana Jones, they suffered a tragic death because maybe unknown or maybe natural cause. Don't really know. At least the report I read have no clue uh, exactly why this crew member died on his set. But it, it wasn't anything that was a like a shot, like like the an incident, excuse me, that happened the with Alec accident, Baldwin. Right? Yeah, um, but but someone did did die there. And then on. Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the sequel to the movie Black Panther, the lead actress there has been injured and they've had to kind of temporarily stop production there because she was injured and is now recovering. So oh making goodness. these movies, yeah, I know, making <laughs> these movies is a definitely dangerous work. Yeah, so. You know, that's interesting with the movie industry. Um, I think maybe that being off from COVID for so long and people just not working and not working together for such a long period of time that maybe coming back in full swing is it's been problematic for people and kind of getting back into protocol like real protocol um has been a challenge so hopefully everyone just you know stays alert on set um it takes responsibility for themselves and for what's going on around them because like what happened with the Alec Baldwin incident um there was a lot of neglect there and people that just didn't really pay attention to the protocols, really care to pay attention. Um, getting back to the Alec Baldwin thing, the armor Gutierrez Reed claimed in a statement that she told the actors never to point a weapon directly at an individual when firing. Um, so when he was doing his crossbody shot, which inevitably created the, the tragedy that, that happened, that transpired, he didn't listen to Gutierrez Reed and he had the weapon pointed directly at the people behind the camera. So it's kind of like, you know, we need to shake off the dust a little bit. And if you claim to be a professional, you need to be on set, being professional, being aware of your surroundings. Um, and hopefully we can avoid these tragedies coming into the future. <laughs> right. Because in the end, they're just make. in the end, they're making a movie. I mean, we don't need anybody really getting, you know, killed. Just keep it sci-fi or special effects and uh, not really get injured. But exactly. I do know that these movies especially when they're action drama that kind of stuff they've plagued the industry for years i mean i could think of wizard of oz and all the injuries that resulted from that where the original tin man was sickened and you know almost died i think he had actually ended up having to get like an iron lung or something like that because of the paint they put on his face and and, and all that so 
this is definitely something that is a risk in, in the movie industry and also other industries. I mean, police officers, danger, construction work. There are a lot of, a lot of jobs that it's, it's really risky um, to be in that profession. So. Absolutely. Yeah. What's cryptic, honestly, about the Wizard of Oz thing. I hadn't even thought about that till you said it, but um, allegedly there were uh, attempts of suicide and actual successful attempts of suicide with the dwarves, the, uh, the munchkins. I guess the work conditions were so poor um, throughout the entire set that a, like a couple of them or at least one um, murdered themselves like in the scene. And it was in the original movie the, they didn't cut it out. I guess they didn't notice it or didn't see it. But when they reinvented the movie, which is the one that you can find now, that is not there. So you don't see that there. But it uh, got really kind of kind of cryptic and, and dreary on that set. So we're coming up and we're doing better on movie sets, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Are you sure that uh, one of the uh, dwarves killed themselves or is this one of those uh It's sort of a conspiracy. News? It's a little bit of a conspiracy, but I have seen photographs. So uh, Photographs of him killing himself? Not him it. in the act, but there's like a setting of um, like a hanging dwarf in the background in, in a couple. I don't of believe it. You I'm don't believe have to it? <laughs> I don't. I'm going to have to research it and find out. And find out it, was a, any, it was an odd era that time. They're trying yeah. to conform and trying to create this kind I'm of like look right now. Did classic a, did American a, lifestyle is kind of eerie. Commit <laughs> suicide on. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, I just want to uh, kind of do some follow up from the last week. We had talked about going bare on Halloween and kind of what that entailed. And uh, we got some feedback from people, which we highly encourage and appreciate very much. Um, but we got uh, some, some feedback that people said that they like to reinvent themselves on Halloween and to cut loose and feel sexy and kind of break free from the routine of the kids and packing lunch boxes and taking kids to practice. The Halloween is just sort of an opportunity for people to break free, to feel like themselves and to, to be somebody new for the night. Um, so that was kind of the consensus there, awesome. which was nice to hear from the people. Yeah. Yeah. And also get, we received a, an email, one email regarding a producer and he was interested in um, producing our show. His name is Joe Cap Capro. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. And he did an edit of our show and then send it to us as an example to say, hey, this is the work that I can do. It sounded pretty good. I don't know at this time if we'll end up using him, but uh, we do appreciate that uh, Joe Cap Capro did reach out to us and um, let us know that he listened and he uh, was interested in doing a do, uh, producing of the show and editing it and things like that to take out all these little filler words that I use and all the little blank spots and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and then also uh, Courtney, who used to uh, be someone associated with the Circle City News, and she was one of the hosts previously. She now is starting her band back up. She was a member of a band. I think COVID kind of slowed things down and um, obviously just life in general, but she performed at the jazz kitchen here in Indianapolis last week or last weekend. 
and I talked to her and asked her, hey, see if you can get the band the, so we can interview the band and things like that. So she says she's going to talk to them and see if she can get them to come on. And obviously, I'm going to send her this clip to say, hey, we gave you a shout out that we want people to listen to your band and all that. So and I'm going to take that picture you sent me, Courtney, and I'm going to put it on uh, Circle City News, too. So uh, thank you. Very cool. Yep, always looking for the local scene. So if you guys have any other local music or local restaurants or anything happening in the Indianapolis area, please feel free to give us some feedback. We'd love to, you know, grow the community and shout out the community is what we're all here for. So definitely. Absolutely. I know you have something that you want to talk about. So a couple of little things. We have been talking about COVID a little bit, and I'm glad to hear that um, economically Indiana is doing okay from post-COVID. Uh, that's great. Um, but it seems that the Biden administration is looking to do mandatory or a uh, vaccine mandate. So by January 4th, if you work for a company that has over 100, 100 or over 100 people, you must be fully vaccinated or get tested every week. Um, and I think there's about 27 states that are kind of attacking this mandate. Indiana being one of them, Texas being one of them, Louisiana, Mississippi being others. Um, I'm not really sure. Where do you where do you kind of stand on on this well, issue? Uh, I did get vaccinated. Uh, I think that people should get vaccinated unless there's some kind of objection about why they should not, such as you know religion or health reasons. Uh, I don't plan on getting the the booster at this point in time. Okay. I'm not saying that people should not get the booster if they if they do i'm i don't force my staff to get vaccinated the people that work for me i do encourage that they they should i think it's just another way to reduce the spread of it mm -hmm. i'm not someone that is you know what they call anti-vaxxer i mean i believe you know vaccines are you know they don't necessarily make you sick although there's obviously situations where someone can have nervous or adverse reactions to, you know, vaccines, medicine, any, you know, anything, food, you can right. get these adverse reactions. So um, I'm not a big proponent of the government forcing people in the private sector to get vaccinated. But I'm also understanding that we force people to get vaccinated, like, you know, children, for the most part, to get vaccinated to go to school. At least when I went to school, you had to be vaccinated. And some of these diseases that we had when I was a kid are no longer around. I think of like, you know, or not no longer around, but they're very rare. Like I think of like smallpox, chickenpox, polio, some of these things that, you know, were huge issues when I was a child. Now they're, you know, people don't even talk about them anymore and, and, and they're gone uh, for the most part. And why is that? Well, because people got vaccinated. And maybe if people got vaccinated with this COVID-19, maybe, you know, COVID-19 would go away and we could feel comfortable not wearing a mask, which I think is another issue that people have about, you know, the, wearing the mask. And I know that the there was a lawsuit in Florida about whether or not the governor could ban, you know, schools from wearing masks and all that kind of stuff like that. And I think the court there said, I mean, it wasn't within his authority to do, but at the same time, I feel like why would someone want to ban a person from wearing a mask when 
this is something that can reduce the spread of disease. May not be foolproof, but I know when I cough, I cover my mouth. I was raised like that, and I think most people uh, would not like me all in their face talking and like spit coming out of my mouth as I'm talking to them. There's some little barriers better than no barrier. Um, but getting back to your point in regards to the mandate, uh, I'm not a big fan of mandating people to to get the vaccine because when you do that, if, if you if you don't have an exception, and I'm assuming that there is an exception for like medical or religion, then it, it does make it a little better. But in the United States, there's a long history of vaccinate forcing vaccinations on people, forcing medications on people even if they don't want it. And the courts have generally upheld uh, the ability for, for the government to do that, whether we like it or not. Right. Yeah. I think I agree with you there with the being anti the government forcing you to do things. Um, you know, if people aren't doing it from their choice or their place of freedom, there's going to be, there's going to be friction inevitably. So um, I've also heard that NOLA, New Orleans, Louisiana area has been suffering, especially with the COVID-19 um, like there's been essence and reminiscence of like police state behavior um, where they're arresting or reprimanding non-vaccinated or people without their vaccination cards, um, like entering restaurants and this kind of thing. So the direction or the attention of the police force has kind of moved over to, to keeping a mandate instead of protecting from petty crime and things like that. So it seems like the, the crime rate and the tourism, the tourism has gone down and the crime rate has gone up since these mandates have been um, put in place. So I think that's kind of an interesting uh, concept to look at too, the extremist culture behind making any sort of decision, how it's gonna create extremes one way or the other, the polarity concept there. Um, so I think maybe just let people have the right to choose and hope that all is well. <laughs> right, So, so, I don't know about that. I haven't I haven't read that if that is uh if they're arresting people for not being vaccinated. I would find that hard to believe being a criminal defense attorney that they're doing that. I'd like to kind of know uh where that's coming from because it would have to be listed as a crime for them to get arrested. You know, and that means that the the legislature would have to pass a law that says if you're not vaccinated that you uh, can get arrested and and there's there's a a misdemeanor or felony or something like that. I'm not aware because I'm not an, uh, an attorney in uh, New Orleans or Louisiana to to know if there's a law that's been passed. Shouldn't be too hard to Google Google that. Yeah, I, I think there was like a, a short documentary kind of series with small business owners talking out about how COVID was hitting the town poorly. Um, so that might be where that came from. Um, but yeah. yeah, that was sort of a passing rumor that I had heard about. So on time.com, uh, which, you know, time, the magazine, I did look up about the, uh, munchkin that hang himself on set. Okay. And what do you think it says? I think it's true, but I don't know what you think. <laughs> it says, it says it's false. It says, oh, yeah, it says in a scene where Dorothy the Scarecrow and the Tin Man are skipping down the yellow brick road singing, we're off to see the wither, wizard, the wonderful okay. Wizard of Oz. Some think the dark moving figure hanging from a tree in the background is an actor who hanged himself on set. More likely, this is what it says, more likely it's one of the exotic birds that the filmmakers borrowed 
from the Los Angeles Zoo in order to create a wilderness setting. According to the fact-checking website Snopes.com, the rumor has been circulating since around 1989, the time of the 50th anniversary of the film's release. Yep. So I will say that in all fairness, even though it says it's false, it does say more likely it's one of the exotic birds. So I don't know. (laughs) Is it? uh, Was it exotic bird or did the actor? I mean, it'd be nice if this article said the the munchkin that they claim hanged himself is actually, you know, Joe Smith and he's alive and well. So that would have been a little bit more comforting. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So. Yeah, they have a whole article about the, it's called, Was the Wizard of Oz Cursed? The Truth Behind the Dark Stories About the Julie Garland Classic. And there's a whole bunch of questions on there. Uh, Makeup made actors sick, which that's true. That's the one I mentioned about the munchkin hanging himself. Um, Julie Garland um, uh, being molested by actors. They think maybe false or not sure. Oh, didn't hear that one. Oh, man. And so... Yeah. I did hear that they made her smoke two packs of cigarettes a day to keep her skinny. That was also another oh. sort of awful industry action or, you know, forcing yeah. the actors to do that. Yeah. So just stay alert. You know, if you have a responsibility on set, you know, keep keep your eyes peeled and um, don't do what you don't think is right. And you're, you're, you'll probably be right. <laughs> in the end. Don't don't what, we'll say it again. I didn't, I didn't catch it. Don't do what you don't think is right or do what okay. you think is right and you will be right in the end. Yeah, that kind okay. of thing. You know, don't right. just blindly do something because others are telling you to do, especially on a movie set where people are really vulnerable to um, what's going on around them. Okay. Well, if you want to say that one more time and we can sign off with that, unless you have something else. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, I actually do have one other thing oh. that I think could be um, just a, a sort of a more upbeat note. Um, just a, a thing to help the planet here. There is a web browser called Ecosia that you can download. It's E-C-O-S-I-A. And it is a, a it's like Google. It's a search engine and it plants a tree every 45 searches. So I've had Ecosia wow. for about a year and I've accrued um, over 1,500 um trees planted just based off my searches alone so nice it's free download it you can use it like google and yeah help the planet so it's a good thing oh i love it that's awesome that it does i've never even heard of that so you have to make sure that we put that a link to that browser in the website yeah absolutely sounds great now do the saying that because i like that it's complicated to say but i like it okay let me try (laughs) um always do what you think is right and it probably will turn out right in the end all right take care everyone see you next week all righty thank you guys all for checking it out have a nice week